Hello and welcome into another edition of the Potbelly Pigskin Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, my name is Liam Schneider and I am joined by Zach McCool tonight. How's it going, Zach? Going great. How you doing, buddy? I'm sad about football ending, though. It's, I we're, know. we're getting a little too close for my liking. This is when I get uncomfortable. This is this is like the, the, the regular season is just like this awesome and like you're in just this great mood and then you get to playoffs and it's just it's this like constant feeling of paranoia. Yeah, I... I... I turn into like this uh, aggressive nail biter during uh, during uh, playoff season, so I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm I'm the I'm the guy who just paces back and forth like that's yeah. all I do. Like, oh yeah, no, it's I'm, like I've got the comfiest couch in whatever room I have football on, and it's like I'm not sitting in it. I'm just standing and I'm like hands on knees, walking back and forth, and my wife's just like, "What in the hell are you doing?" Yeah, no, totally. I I definitely become like a much less. Uh, positive dad during uh, playoff weeks as well and that always uh, <laughs> definitely lose my father points if you they go down a few <laughs> notches during the fantasy playoffs yeah i feel the same all right well let's uh let's touch on some news here there's not much based off of everything uh graham and i talked about last night um just more maintenance uh obj did not uh did not participate but expected to play henderson uh absent wednesday but expected to play um, yeah. The Seahawks, this was surprising. I hadn't actually seen this until a little bit ago, but the Seahawks are signing Adrian Peterson to the practice squad. So Yeah, I, for some reason that's happening. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. It's not going to solve their run. Like, hey, you need offensive line hard. Like, you yeah, need... oh, it's it's been a problem forever, but they just don't want to address it. Instead, they go and grab Adrian Peterson. Yeah, they, they, need, they really need to address that in the offseason. I think that yep. that coaching regime is going to be out pretty quick here after the yeah. end of the season, and they'll probably try and do a rebuild. Um, Allen Robinson, hamstring still not practicing. Mark Ingram is good to go for Thursday night football. Um, Taysom Hill is in line to start, which was a big one. Um, Alvin Kamara is questionable. And in that matchup as well, Amari Cooper actually did travel with the team. It was reported that he was not expected to play yesterday. But he did travel with the teams, and he is listed as questionable. So that is something to keep an eye on. Um, Antonio Brown is expected to miss at least the next two weeks. Um, Kadarius Tony uh, did not d- did not practice on Wednesday. Sterling Shepard as well. Daniel Jones. I I'm not expecting him to play. No, but he was limited on Wednesday. So it, it, there's a chance. Yeah, it's, um, it sounds it sounds like they're leaning pretty heavily to not playing, but I mean he's, yeah. he's on the field right now. So I mean is, on a Wednesday practice. So I, I mean that kind of takes away from the fact that I think Miami's. Uh, I mean Miami's still a good play even if Jones is in, but Miami's an even better play on defense if My, it's oh, they're gonna smash that game. Yeah, um, <laughs> Mike Ky- Lennon. Yeah, Kyler Murray uh, is hopeful he's gonna play this week. Uh, Darren Waller did not practice, um, and then it's just like. Chase Edmonds is not going to return until week 14, which is kind of, we already knew that. And then it's pretty much everything we spoke about yesterday. So um, on that note, why don't we go right into the last uh, six matchups of the week for week 13. Um, So starting off, we have Jacksonville against the Los Angeles Rams. Looking at the Jacksonville side of the ball, LA is allowing the 21st most points to the quarterback, 19th most points to the running back, 14th most points to the wide receiver and 14th most points to the tight end. 
Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it, on paper, I think it's a, it sounds like a scarier game for Jacksonville than the numbers show. I know. But uh, I definitely would not be starting Trevor Lawrence anywhere. Um, even in a super flex, I'd feel a little bit squeamish. But, <laughs> um, uh, I mean, James Robinson, I think I know he was limited in practice, but that's the kind of the norm for him now. It sounds like he'll be good to go. And I think uh, – I still think he's a start. I mean uh, – Interior line for uh, defensive line for uh, the Rams can be pretty scary, but I think uh, I think he'll be a fine play. I don't think you're benching him. And uh, outside of that, I'm not starting Marvin Jones. I'm not starting any pass catchers on the uh, on the Jags. Yeah, I've gotten tired of uh, bringing up Lavisca Chenault. Well, no, 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 just Lavisca Chenault this year. Like I'm, there's been so there's just so much potential there's so much opportunity and it's just like you know what man you really let almost everyone down like the only people you didn't let down were the people that didn't draft you so um and oh yeah dan arnold is gonna be out too because he's got a knee injury so that's that was everybody's favorite kind of no name or plain name tight end to pick up off the waiver wire yeah, um, no name might be a bit of a low blow. I that's why I went I went with plain name. I went with plain name Dan Arnold. So. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I can't agree with you more on the Jacksonville side of the ball. So let's just go over to the Rams side of the ball. Jacksonville's allowing the twenty third most points to the quarterback, eleventh most points to the running back, sixteenth most points to the wide receiver, and twelfth most points to the tight end. Yeah, this one's funny too because I think you think. Um it's going to be such a smash matchup against the Jags. Uh, and I think a lot of people um, feel that way just because of what we're, if you've been playing fantasy, that's kind of what you're accustomed to. You smash all your offensive players against the Jags. Um, but uh, it's actually a, a ro- actually not a very good matchup for Stafford. Um, he's a tough call because he's in that range where you, you probably have to play him based on him being kind of a top eight guy. But um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I'd be, there's a lot of other guys I'd be looking at in this, uh, this week over him. Um, yeah, I mean, you're playing cup, uh, he, Jefferson's an okay play. I think, um, I know Beckham looked all right last week, had the, the touchdown, but, um, he also had the same amount of, they all, all three of them had the same amount of targets last week. Yeah. Isn't that strange? Eh? Yeah. And but I think they were Higgy all only in, had, Higgy only had one, didn't he? Yeah. I don't want to talk about him. Yeah, we um, gotta talk about Higby. <laughs> no, we don't. No one has to talk about Higby. Um, but I think all all three of they ran three wide receiver sets all yeah. game. So yeah, which is smart. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's going to be the key for them for sure, especially if they can get OBJ catching some running the deep routes and stuff. Like they get, there's some potential there for sure. But uh, I don't. I still don't think I'd be starting OBJ's anything more than a reach flex. Um, but. Uh, Cups of smash as he always is, and uh, and and yeah, Je- I have a tough time with Jefferson. I think um, there's a lot of guys I'd start over him, but he's he's uh, I think he's still in the flex consideration. Yeah, I'd agree too. And um, just in regards to Daryl Henderson, I know he's expected to play, but if you have a spot in your lineup, it's always safe to it, it, just go add Sony Michelle. Yeah, I think that's actually super smart in this case too, just because I mean Henderson's left. Almost every game he's yeah. played in this year at some point. So I know I'm a Henderson owner in one league, and uh, in I, our I think, I th- yeah, I think I think about six times a game I go, is he hurt? Is he out? And it's like, yeah, sure enough, there's a cue beside his name, and then all of a sudden he's back in, and yeah, he's he's worrisome. He's been so great this year, but uh, when he's been on the field, but he's he's one of those guys who just 
doesn't seem like he can put a full game in. And I know this also seems pretty obvious, but the the Rams defense is actually a pretty decent start just because rookie quarterback, they have Von Miller, they have Jalen Ramsey, they have Aaron Donald. They, they have a good defense. So, I mean, if you're looking – like, they're, they're a safer play, in my opinion, than a lot of defenses that you look in positive matchups with that could get a, a turnover for a touchdown kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, the Rams, I think their floor is like – if you're in a they start with five points kind of league, I think their floor is like eight. So, all right, well, let's, uh, let's move on to the next matchup, which is Washington versus Las Vegas. Um, looking at the Washington side of the ball, Vegas allows the eighth most points to the quarterback, the fifth most points to the running back, the 27th most points to the wide receiver, the third most points to the tight end, and they're also allowing the fourth most receiving yards to the tight end. Um, just a spoiler, Taylor Heineke is my uh, is my quarterback start of the week. Um, it is a good match. The reason why is because it's a good matchup for the quarterback, but not only is it a good matchup for the quarterback, there's points being allowed to a lot of other positions as well, which in my opinion, when you look at something like that, it's it just gives that much more to a streaming quarterback. So, I mean... Gibson's going to be great. McKissick's probably going to be out with that with that neck injury that he suffered in, in the game against Seattle. Gibson's going to be great. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. McLaurin's going to be okay. It's going to be a tough matchup. He's probably going to see a lot of Casey Hayward, but yeah. I, I think you're going to see a lot of... I, I Honestly, a deep shot for me would be DeAndre Carter this week. Just if you're looking, if you're looking for a deep kind of... You, you are super desperate. I know I say this. I think it's like one of my favorite lines. If you're desperate at wide receiver, DeAndre Carter, you could do worse. So Yeah, I, hip, I hipster started him somewhere last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it and, didn't quite pay off, but it's. Uh, I, I fully agree with you. I think there's a lot of potential there for at least a, at least a big play. And Logan Thomas seemed to be like he was back from injury last week, but he seemed to be very involved. This is a really good matchup for him. So he's, in my opinion, I think he's a great play this week too. Yeah, I, spoiler alert for me, I think I put Logan Thomas as my starter, as my start uh, for Sorry, tight end this week. Nice. Yeah, it's, um, he looked involved. He caught the first two passes of the game for Washington, actually. And uh, he had, a, I think he had a, the touchdown called back, right? That's what I was just going to say. He had that touchdown yeah. that was called back. So, I mean, his, his four catch, mediocre, you know, mediocre fantasy day could have been a heck of a lot bigger and he would have been yeah. a top five tight end. So, I think uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. He was somebody that I was stashing and I ended up having to drop due to IR concerns. Um, but um, but he's definitely a guy that I'm I'd be playing in a lot of areas. And I think he was pretty cheap on DFS when I looked too. So he's definitely a good good play there to save some money at tight end, who could probably give you a pretty safe floor. Yeah, generally and, those guys that come back that are coming back from injury within their first one or two weeks are pretty cheap on D, on like on any kind of DFS platform. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I'm pretty much agree with everything you said there. I mean, uh, Antonio Gibson had 36 touches last week, I think. And uh, ridiculous like that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it's insanity. Actually, McKissick won me a Monday Night Football, won me a matchup. Uh, I needed 12 points from him, and he had about 23 in uh, in full PPR. So I'm, I instantly became a McKissick fan. But uh, I was sad to see him go down because he's one of those third down backs who's. He's a true third down back, but he actually had rushing touchdowns. So, um, yeah, he had two of them, didn't he? Yeah, 
Yeah, both were rushing touchdowns, which is so strange for him. Well, it's just like you're you're looking at Seattle and you're like, oh, McKissick's in the game. It's probably a passing down, right? And they're like, oh, you're gonna fall for this again? Like, yeah. come on. And, uh, well, Seattle falls for pretty much anything, so it's uh, true. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, I don't really have uh, a lot more to add to the Washington side. All right, well, let's go over to the Vegas side of the ball. Washington is allowing the most points to the quarterback, the 22nd most points to the running back, the fourth most points to the wide receiver, the 15th most points to the tight end. Not that it matters. Washington also is allowing the fifth most rush yards to the quarterback. Um, Derek Carr is a good start this week. I know he's probably disappointed a lot of people um, just after the way he came out this season. He was very, very good. Um, Josh Jacobs... The Washington front has looked a lot better as of the last few weeks, and it's actually shown in the amount of points that they're allowing to the running back. Because I remember them being absolutely like a great start. Like if you had a running back against Washington, you were playing them. Um, I'm a little less confident in playing running backs against Washington now, um, but I mean, he's a good start. Hunter Renfro, in my opinion, is the wide receiver one on this team. He's, absolutely he's also a really really good start this week and i it sucks because i darren waller he's he's not practicing he might not play he was so good at the beginning of the season i traded for him in one of my leagues and it's kind of been a, a bit of a disappointment the last the last yeah, and he's, he's, i think them listed as doubtful too yeah. so i think there's pretty much no chance he's out there yeah, and it's an it's an ankle injury or something too, I think. So it's I think that's yeah. that's big deal for a guy that big cutting. So yeah. I did you have anything to add to the to the Vegas side of the ball? I don't want to talk talk too much about this because there's a couple more spoilers for start and sits, I think, for both me and Graham in there. So we can probably just move on. All right, let's go to the next <laughs> matchup because yeah, we'll talk about them more later. Yeah, uh, that's that's a that's a smash fantasy matchup for yeah. the, even though they're not great teams, I think there's a lot of points there. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those ones where you can find a lot of fantasy points in. So, um, all right, next matchup is Baltimore versus Pittsburgh. So we got another divisional matchup here. Um, I think there was a couple last night too that I was pretty excited about. Um, but uh, just looking at Baltimore, Pittsburgh's allowing the fourteenth most points to the quarterback, tenth most points to the running back, tenth most points to the wide receiver, twenty fourth most points to the tight end, and they're also allowing the fifth most rush yards to the running back. Now, I know this sounds like a bad matchup for Mark Andrews, but play Mark Andrews. Um, I think you always I, have to play Mark Andrews. Oh, man. he That catch he had last week with the guy just literally pulling him like, to the ground. Yeah. 50 yards down the field, and he's falling on his back, and he just catches it with one hand out. Just unreal. Yeah, he looks great. And um, he definitely is – Lamar will throw to him with triple coverage, right? He just – he has so much trust in him, and it's it just keeps growing. So, I uh, – Play Mark Andrews. Um, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, you're playing Lamar Jackson. Um, Freeman's been been the guy, and uh, disappointing for me, I've dropped him in multiple leagues before, earlier this year, but uh, he's still a guy I have a hard time trusting with Latavius back, and um, but uh, I still, I mean, it's a good matchup for him, so I think, I think Freeman's a decent play. Um, wide receiver-wise, I just, I have such a hard time with this team, but I think Bateman's a good option, and and if uh, Hollywood's out there, he's he's playable too. I mean, it's a good matchup. So um, I think this one's going to end up being lower scoring than 
who might think, but um, these are also my two least favorite teams uh, <laughs> in, in almost in pro sports, I think altogether. So this is a, it's always like a kind of a ironic matchup when I see these two teams play. Cause I just, it's something about them. They've always been my least two favorite teams. So, um, but uh, yeah, there, I think there'll be some points there, but I think it'll be a little bit lower scoring than, I don't know what the line is on it, but um, I take the under. Yeah, I uh, spoiler alert: Rashad Bateman's my wide receiver start on the week. So, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I can't. If, I think Freeman. It's it, it. It feels gross starting Freeman, but it does. It, he's he's. You can't argue. He's he's a good start this week, in my opinion. So, all right. Well, let's look at the Pittsburgh side of the ball. Baltimore is allowing the ninth most points to the quarterback, the twenty fourth most points to the running back, the fifteenth most points to the wide receiver the fourth most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the fifth most pass yards and the third most receiving yards to the tight end. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, they're kind of a little all over the map there. But, um, I mean, don't start Big Ben would be my best advice. Um, Superflex League, uh, it's a good matchup. So you could do probably a bit worse. I'd probably start him over Trevor Lawrence this week. Yeah. Um, against the Rams. So there's some guys there. Yeah. There's some guys I'd start him over in Superflex for sure, but he sh I don't think he should be your QB one in most leagues. Um, uh, tough, tough matchup for Najee, but uh, don't bench Najee. Uh, he's great. And his volume is just, al it's almost unmatched in football this year. So I think, uh, I think he's a guy you go to. Uh, Deontay's look great. Um, you're going with him. Claypool, probably still at least a flex in this. Um, and, uh, the Muth is, uh, always a start. So, uh, well, if he gets out of concussion protocol, yeah. 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 Um, I think I, I want to say he was limited today. I might be wrong, but, uh, I know he's obviously got to pass through, um, through all the process, but, uh, if he plays, you're starting him because he's, he's, he's been such a big part of their offense, especially in the red zone. And, uh, this is a smash matchup for tight ends. So. Um, if he's out there, I think you're, I'd play him over probably 85% of the tight ends in the league. So, <laughs> um, he was a full participant at practice today. Oh, he was full. Yeah. He okay. I knew full. he practiced, but yeah. So he, it's looking like he's going to play. I think, yeah, I, I cannot agree with you more. I think Pat Fryermuth is a smash play this week. Um, Najee, I know a lot of people are going to be disappointed after last week. Yeah. Um, just, you got to put him out there every week. It's very, very rare that you're going to see something like last week happen with Najee Harris with the amount of work that he's getting. So I, I don't, don't second guess him. Um, no, sometimes you play with the numbers game in your head and you get mad about a past week. But this is don't get emotional on this one. Yeah, get him out there. Deontay Johnson. The one thing that is the one knock that's been on him for his whole career is that he drops a lot of balls, but he's actually. He's not dropping anything right now, so he's he's a great start. Um, okay, well let's uh, let's move on to the next matchup, which is San Francisco versus Seattle. Not the prettiest matchup, especially because there's a lot of injuries here. Um, not not a lot. There's just significant ones. Um, San, looking at San Francisco, Seattle is allowing the 22nd most points to the quarterback, second most points to the running back, 26th most points to the wide receiver. 11th most points to the tight end. Seattle's also allowing the fourth most pass yards and the most receiving yards to the running back. This is 
unfortunate because you thought you were probably going to have Debo, and Debo is playing a lot of running back lately, but he's out for a few weeks. Elijah Mitchell is an absolutely great start this week, in my opinion. Um, love Elijah Mitchell this week. Ayuk's going to get the targets because Debo's out, but I don't think they're going to use him in the same capacity that they were using Debo. So if you're thinking, oh, I got Ayuk off the waiver wire, I basically replaced Debo in my lineup. It's not going to be the same. He'll be he'll be probably around that 12, 14 points in half-point PPR, but I don't think he's going to be what Debo is. Like, what's he averaging, 121 yards a game right now or something like that? Ridiculous. Yeah, so, he's literally a superhuman. Yeah, and he's rushing the ball a ton too. Um it's, I mean, if you got George Kittle, tight end landscape sucks. So you're playing him no matter what anyways. Um, and uh, yeah, about other other than Kittle, Mitchell, and Ayuk, I really don't like anyone on that roster. I'm not I'm not looking to put Jimmy G in anytime soon. What? Never. What? Never. No, come on. <laughs> but he's so handsome. So handsome. Um, so handsome. Uh, I... Uh... Have well, it's funny you should say that. Have you seen those I, uh, memes? Have you seen those memes? The you know how the like everybody's like you need to find blank, uh, find uh, something blank the way someone stares at this person. Like you need to find someone the way that Aaron Andrews stared at Jimmy G in that one or two in that yeah. one or two view. It's so good. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, I actually have the conundrum of starting Jimmy G in a superflex league. So. Okay. I was just saying, this I, uh, better not be like a standard regular league. No, no, no. It's a yeah. It's a it's a, a full PPR um, super flex league. And I, I did a trade. I traded Kirk Cousins a couple weeks ago because I have I have a ton of injuries. I think my first four round picks, first for my first, second, third, and fourth round picks were are all out with injuries. So I was just scrounging for players. So I had to trade them for, and I got Garoppolo back in the deal with some with some good pieces too. But uh, running back and wide receiver, but uh, I have uh, Garoppolo. You know what? I think he gets you ten to sixteen points every week, but he doesn't really get you less, and he doesn't get you more. So uh, he's he's not the worst, <laughs> and uh, I, it, you know what? But like you said, without without Debo there, uh, I think he's an even worse start, obviously, because yeah. Debo can catch something behind the line of scrimmage and take it ninety yards. So. It's a uh, it's a scary play for Jimmy this week, so I don't recommend it, but I may have to do it. Um, and you, everything else you said there is great. I, I think Ayuk's going to be uh, it's a tougher matchup, and um, he's been averaging I think the last two weeks he's averaging about fifteen points, so right in that kind of range you talked about. So I think he's going to probably find himself there, but I don't think they're all of a sudden going to give him six carries or something like Debo is getting. Um, he's not the same kind of runner as Debo. Like he's no. he's definitely an outside perimeter guy, where Debo is like utility kind of guy right yeah so all right well let's look at the uh the seattle seahawks i don't want to but we will um san francisco's aligned the 12th most points of the quarterback the 13th most points of the running back the 24th most points of the wide receiver the 27th most points to the tight end and the most rush yards to the quarterback this in my opinion is telling me that russell wilson should be a great start this week but I do not want to. You can't make me. Just tuck it and run, Russ. Like, you <laughs> cannot make me. I don't know who to start at running back because apparently Adrian Peterson's going to be there too. Um, and then wide receivers, it's like, 
Metcalf wasn't targeted till the end of the fourth quarter last game. Like, that what the heck? Why? Yeah. That makes no sense. He is legitimately the easiest human to spot on the field. Like, how do you not see him? You don't even need to throw the ball that near him and he'll catch it. <laughs> I legitimately watched one series where he was open on every single route he ran. I'm like, I could have thrown him, like, the ball. Like, I would have even just stared down my receiver the whole entire Like, I could have told them I was going to him from the start, and I still could have completed the pass. Because he still had, he had, like, eight yards before there yeah. was a... Oh, it was, it was super frustrating to watch. I'm like, Russ, what are you doing? Um, but, yeah, Lockett seems to be a safe-ish player right now. And what did he have? He had 116 yards last game or something like that? Yeah, something like that. It was right in around there, 113, 116, something like that. So, I mean, it. I don't know why. It makes absolutely no sense. I, we've been talking about it so much that Metcalf, with an with a quarterback that has an injured finger and is looking for that reliable target, is the is the more reliable target of the two because you don't necessarily have to throw this guy open. He's just one of those big guys that can go get the ball, right? But apparently that's not the case right now with with what's happening with Russ. It makes no sense. Um, I honestly might even just, to be completely honest, until Russ shows me that he's back to being Russ, I might even play the San Francisco defense this week. Yeah, no, hey, with the running game, I think I think DJ Dallas and, uh, and Collins combined, I think it was like 14 carries for 28 yards or something last week. Like, so it's just... Bad. It's just atrocious. So I, I honestly don't think San Francisco defense is a bad play. And, and DFS-wise, that might be a great play because they're uh, they're going to be on the cheap, cheap side. Um, so that's uh, that's a great point, Liam. Um, I'm, I, I'd consider that too right now, watching Russ. There was a play right near the beginning of the game when Gerald Everett ran, uh, just quickly spun out for a short, maybe eight-yard pass. And wide open, Russ had nobody in front of him. Easy pass. And I think he, he threw it like 13 yards over his head. Yeah, I saw that. I, I, I'm like, I, when as soon as you started talking about it, I'm like, oh, I remember that. Oh, it just, I just wanted to, I was, it was so shocking because it's so not Russell Wilson. And uh, and Everett's a big man. <laughs> and He's even actually, Everett, you could see he kind of like started to jump and he was like, what is happening? Is somebody behind me to catch this? Like, um, it was one uh, one note that I had on Everett was he seemed to be pretty involved in the offense last week, and he he might I know it's not a great matchup, but he might be a half decent play this week. Like you know if 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 you lost out on all of the tight ends you were looking for in the waiver wire and Gerald Everett's still sitting there, you could do way worse. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. It's not like you said it's not a great matchup, but even even for the next few weeks, you know, if you've got a you really want to if you're really desperate at tight end like you said you missed out on the waiver guys i he seems involved enough and he's an athletic guy that um he you could do worse for sure he had nine targets last week like, yeah i know right it, it, that's pretty rare in the tight end landscape yeah you take him where you can right so all right well i i don't want to talk about seattle anymore do you <laughs> no please no perfect all right let's move on to the next matchup which is denver versus kansas city Looking at the Denver side of the ball, Kansas City is allowing the fourth most points to the quarterback, the 21st most points to the running back, the 21st most points to the wide receiver, the seventh most points to the tight end, the second most rush yards to the quarterback, the fifth most receiving yards to the running back, and the fifth most receiving yards to tight end. Yeah, I think uh, uh, you just threw out a lot of stats there. I did. Um, <laughs> it was a whole holy stats for the Denver Kansas City game. 
Um, yeah, I mean, even though it's a good matchup on paper for Teddy Bridgewater, uh, I would rather die, I think, than, uh, than play Teddy, Bridge <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater this week. Like, yeah, no, and, and that really honestly does affect this whole lineup, um, especially with the the three talented wide receivers that equal zero talented wide receivers for fantasy. Um, I mean, they'll and, be talented uh, next year when Aaron Rodgers is there, but if that happens, yes, then uh, they could be good. But it looks like they're going to bring back all three with the big contracts they've been throwing yeah. around. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I want nothing to do with Bridgewater. Um, probably the best matchup here probably is for Fant. Um, I mean, once again, he's relying on on Bridgewater, so I think that's hurting him a bit. But he's a he's a decent play this week for sure. It's a good matchup and. They'll, I mean, they, conceivably, they should be down in this one, so they should be throwing. Um, makes Javante Williams probably um, a nicer start to get uh, a decent amount of targets out of the backfield anyways. Um, and him and Gordon have been playing well enough on both ends that they're they're still pretty startable everywhere. Um, they're not wowing you, but uh, most weeks they both seem to be startable. We talked about it before, but they're – their dead 50-50 split is pretty annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying because, like, Javante is clearly the better back. Yeah. I mean, it's good It's good if you have him for next year and you're in some kind of dynasty or keeper league, but uh, right now it sucks. It sucks to watch, and I speak from experience because I have Javante in every single league I'm in, and just no, just seeing, like, it, 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 the eye test, too. Like, you just sit, you're standing there and you watch a Denver game, you're like, oh, that guy looks really good. Oh, that's Javante Williams. Oh, that guy looks okay. He looks pretty good. Oh, that's Melvin Gordon. Why are they not giving the ball to Javante more? Like, your offense would be uh, just so much better. Um, I really like Fant this week. I will echo what you said in regards to it. You do have to kind of rely on Teddy Bridgewater. But, uh, yeah, the, the wide receivers, I am not touching. So... All right, well, let's look at the Kansas City side of the ball, which is, the, I mean, Kansas City, so it, it's super obvious what you're doing there regardless. Like, Denver's allowing the 29th most points to the quarterback, the 16th most points to the running back, 19th most points to the wide receiver, and 31st most points to the tight end. Bench them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, uh, it's funny because it's, it's the worst matchup on paper for Kelsey, yet I would imagine he started in 100% of leagues. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, same with Mahomes, horrible matchup, but yet 100% of leagues. Um, I wouldn't be running around to pay up for Mahomes or Kelsey on uh, DFS. I'd probably save the money and go with other options uh, this week just because the matchups are so bad. But um, I'm sure they're both going to do enough. And they're, they're matchup proof. You're playing them every week, yeah. uh, especially Kelsey. Um, and then uh, from a wide receiver standpoint, you're playing, you're playing Hill. No secret there. I wouldn't mess around with the Mecole Hardman jungle that is never a fun time. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen there. Um, and it's not usually what you want. No. Uh, and, I mean, I, 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 I would temper expectations on CEH, but uh, um, we'll see. He'll, uh, he'll get enough work to be somewhat valuable, but I, uh, I, think, they might, uh, I think they might slow him down a bit this game. I think it's, it's going to be more. I think it's going to be a Tyreek Hill game. Yeah, I'm uh, about I, like obvious starts: Hill, Mahomes, Kelsey, Ceh. Yeah, you limit your expectations. If you have better options to pivot to, I'm not against pivoting somewhere else. In regards to Ceh, Ceh this week, it's just it, to me, 
it's not a good it's not a good enough matchup and i don't think he's talented i don't think he's talented enough to be like you're in a you're in the middle of the road matchup he's not somebody that's going to take a middle of the road matchup and be a top 15 running back in a week no 100 percent. so all right well let's uh let's go to the last matchup which is new england versus buffalo Looking at the New England side of the ball, Buffalo is allowing the 32nd most points to the quarterback, 27th most points to the running back, 32nd most points to the wide receiver, and 26th most points to the tight end. I don't want to start anybody on the New England side of the ball this week. I know that Mac Jones has been somewhat impressive. And, and not, not I'll say he's been impressive as a rookie in real football. For fantasy, he's been a very safe floor at the quarterback position, but I'm not looking to play him in any of my leagues. Um, Damian Harris, not a good matchup. Not looking to start any. Like, I'm not not hoping to start Ramondre. Myers and Aguilar, again, it, it's a tough matchup. But one thing I will note on the wide receiver matchup is Tredavious White's out for the season. Yeah, so, yeah that, that's that, definitely the point. Yeah, that happened last week, so you, you know it might it might be something where you can play a wide receiver for New England because of obviously Tre'Davious White being gone. But um, that's about it. And Hunter Henry to me is just touchdown or bust. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I don't uh, I don't love a lot about this matchup. Um, obviously maybe a couple names on the other side of the ball, but, uh, you're hundred yeah. percent right on Mac Jones. Um, he's, uh, he's been somewhat startable as the second QB in, uh, super flex leagues, but uh, even that would be pretty scary this week. Um, and yeah, I, I think with the timeshare now too, and the bad matchup for Harris and Stevenson, they're both on your bench. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I don't want to touch anything else there. I mean, Kendrick Bourne's shown these flashes. That's going to get everybody excited to rush out and grab them and, plug him in, but I would definitely not be doing that in this matchup. Like you said, White's out, but uh, I still think this is it's too tough. It's not a not a good time to play that game. Kendrick Bourne's game last week was what I hoped Aguilar was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people started Aguilar last week though that I saw. And, yeah. No, it all went to Bourne. <laughs> yeah. Alright, let's look at the Buffalo side of the ball. New England is allowing the 31st most points to the quarterback. 18th most points to the running back, 29th most points to the wide receiver, 28th most points to the tight end. New England's also allowing the fourth most rush yards to the running back, and they're also allowing the third most receiving yards to the running back. You're starting Josh Allen. I'm not starting Devin Singletary or Zach Moss. In my opinion, it's Matt Burita. And I, he's available in a lot of leagues, so if he's still there, you can get him. Because, honestly, the... The things that are speaking to me is the snap, the snap counts that he's had the last couple of weeks, as well as the the receiving work he's had out of the backfield. And to me, this matchup screams Matt Breed is going to be super relevant and could be in the top twenty in running backs this week. Um, you're starting Stephon Diggs, and that's about it from the Buffalo side for me. Yeah, yeah, no, I think obviously a lot of people will probably want to know whether or not they should start Dawson Knox because. He looks. Uh, he's been a great, consistent tight end this year, but I, I this is definitely not the matchup to do it. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head with Breda there. Um, I mean, Moss was a healthy, uh, healthy scratch last week, and uh, they clearly don't think he's got what it takes. And uh, we all. I think the whole world knows Devin Singletary doesn't have what it takes. So, 
Um, they're trying to see what Breda has, and he's he's clicked well on the offense. So he's a, he's a decent flex option for sure. Um, and yeah, like you said, starting Josh Allen, temper expectations a bit, obviously, because this New England defense has been absolute fire lately. Yeah. So um, yeah, and outside of that, I don't, uh, yeah, I think you, <laughs> you're starting digs, and then it, it absolutely ends there. All right, well, uh, that does it for the matchups for this week. All right, so into the start sits for week 13. Uh, I'll start it off here with my quarterback. I already alluded to it. It is Taylor Heineke going into this week. Uh, it is a good matchup. Obviously, bonus uh, that the matchups for the running for the running back and the tight end is, is a good matchup as well. So there's going to be lots of points for Taylor Heineke. He's shown that he's wanting to throw the ball down the field, take chances. So I, I think that's going to turn into some fantasy points. Um, Graham's start of the week is Dak Prescott, which is a good start. It's just, it's, it, it like, it's a really good matchup. It's just, I, I wanted to go with something. I, I, I feel like we always take shots. Uh, well, at least I do. I take shots at Graham when he's not on because Dak Prescott to me is a very like uh, obvious matchup. Yeah. Like obvious start. Yeah. So. Gra Graham's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, nothing's ever bold on this guy. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, I know Dak has been meh in some matchups, but, uh, yeah, I, st I still think he's, uh, not quite in the range where you put him in the start sit, <laughs> but who knows? All right. Who do you got? Yeah. So my, my start of the week, uh, we talked a lot about this matchup earlier and I'm on the opposite side of the ball from uh, Liam here and I went with Derek Carr and, uh, I know he's burned a lot of people and there's a lot of good matchups and you're like, Derek Carr's the guy. And then he puts up eight points. But, uh, I, uh, I think Derek Carr's a, a real, I mean, it's, I think it's the best matchup in football, isn't it? For, uh, for quarterback. Yeah, for quarterback. Well, I mean, Russell Wilson wasn't able to do anything for it. So <laughs> yeah, that he certainly wasn't. No, um, wasn't. but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think Carr's going to have, I mean, he's not going to put up 40 or anything, but it's, no. uh, I think this will be a really strong game for him. I agree. Um, the sit this week, uh, so I, I went with Joe Burrow. Um, he's one of those guys that's kind of a fringe QB one anyways, but, um, he's a guy that a lot of people are playing. He's got some big, big weeks and he's got so, so many weapons in that team, but, uh, not, not a great matchup from this week. And I, uh, I think he's going to throw two or three picks this week. Yeah, I agree with you. Joe Burrow is a, he was supposed to be in my sit, so. Yeah, and then uh, Graham uh, Graham went with Mac Jones here, which is a seems like a pretty obvious one too. But <laughs> yeah, I think you and I pretty much echoed that just in that yeah. matchup. Yeah. All right, I uh, I went with a not so obvious one at sit just because I know probably he's a lot of teams QB one. Like you, if you have him, you probably don't have another quarterback on your roster. But I went with Justin Herbert this week, uh, opposite to your sit. Uh, Cincinnati's a pretty good defense. And I just don't think there's going to be enough out there this week where you're going to see enough points coming from that offense, other than Keenan Allen, in my opinion. Um, just, yeah, Keenan Allen's super safe, but I, I think Justin Herbert this week's going to struggle. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad call either. I, uh, I think of all the weeks, this is going to be a tough one for him. Yeah. All right, well, let's go into the running back starts, my running back start. And I kind of joked about it last night. Um, I, I was uh, saying to uh, Graham that my all my starts and my bold predictions are going to be Detroit Lions. 
Um, <laughs> but I like it. I'm starting Jamal Williams this week. It's a really good matchup against Minnesota. DeAndre Swift probably isn't playing. I know that he still hasn't been 100% ruled out, I think. But he's probably not playing this week. Swift's going to get the bulk of the carries in a, in a positive matchup. So, All right. And uh, Graham is back to having his favorite guy, his number one guy as his start at running back, <laughs> Miles Gaskin against the Giants. Uh, it, it's a good matchup. I don't disagree this week. So, Yeah, Graham loves the gas, man. But, uh, I, uh, yeah, no, I think this is a, a great spot. I think Miami's going to trounce that game. Um, uh, my start of the week at running back, I went with Mark Ingram. I went with the old man. Um, it's not actually on paper a great matchup with Dallas, but I think, uh, I think if Kamara plays, he's going to be pretty limited. So I can't imagine they throw him back out there and give him 25 touches or something. So I think Ingram's going to get the ball a lot, and they're going to have Taysom Hill out there, I think. So... Um, there'll be a lot of focus on stopping him in the run game and maybe a little less on Ingram. So I think Ingram's uh, going to at least fall into the end zone at some point this week. I do like that start. Um, sits for the week. Uh, we talked, actually alluded to this a bit earlier. Um, I, I went with uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And, um, I didn't I didn't know this when we were talking about this. I didn't know that you were sitting CEH. So, <laughs> I mean, we yeah. did definitely, like, we did definitely rain on his parade. So <laughs> this yeah. makes sense now. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been a. I'm not a massive fan on him either, as far as the talent goes. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not a great matchup for him with with Denver. It's not the worst, but I, I think he's going to get stuffed at the line a lot, and uh, I don't think he's going to find a ton of running room. Like I said, I think they'll get more through the air this week with with Hill. Um, Graham went with uh, this is a little bit bolder. Yeah, so I was gonna. I just, yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. This is this is more. This is more my speed. Yeah, Graham went with uh, Ezekiel Elliott as his sit. Obviously, buying into all the uh, talk about his workload shrinking and and uh, but so far the funny thing is is what I heard was um, you know obviously Jerry Jones and different people have come out saying different things and about his workload and then Zeke basically just came out and said nobody's talked to me about giving me any sort of rest. So <laughs> anyway, so we'll we'll see what they scheme up. But uh, yeah, it's a bold call because I mean Zeke is so talented. And, yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, but you know what? He is playing a bit down, and if they do give him less work, it's a good call. And my sit is Damian Harris. Uh, we did kind of talk about it, not really looking to start a running back in that uh, that committee that's happening in New England, and it's also a very bad matchup. So, not really much more that needs to be said than that. So, uh, looking at the wide receiver starts on the week, I did already mention it. Rashad Bateman is my wide receiver start of the week. It's it's a pretty good matchup going against Pittsburgh. Um, I think he, to me, he is, and I've talked about it before, he is that prototypical number one wide receiver, the guy you don't have to throw open. Lamar has never been the most accurate quarterback, and he has been targeting Bateman over the last few weeks. So I think, uh, I think Rashad Bateman's a really good start this week. Um, Graham's start of the week at wide receiver was Hunter Renfro. You and I both liked it when we were talking about it in the matchup, so I, I can't agree more on his wide receiver start. Yeah, yeah, no, honestly, that was going to be my start for the week, um, but I saw Graham actually uh, put his uh, opinion in earlier than me, so it's um, I think I think he's a cute, I think he's a wide receiver one this week. I think he's uh, easily should I think he'll finish in the top fifteen and um, is a is a great play. Um, I went with Jalen Waddle. Um, I think. He's been, I mean, anybody who owns him has been laughing the last few weeks. He's been great. 
him and Tua look good together. Um, yeah, it's the year of rookie, rookie wide receivers actually putting some looking pretty good. So uh, Waddle's definitely one of them. I think he's a he's a great play this week. Absolutely. Uh, my sit of the week is a guy who's ranked quite high on the year based in fantasy points. Uh, I went with Mike Williams. Uh, I'm kind of leaning in also to what Liam had said earlier about Herbert. Um, Cincinnati's defense is pretty decent, and uh, Williams is such a boomer bust guy that I mean, it's he could be in one of these two categories pretty much every week of the year, probably. And uh, you'd uh, probably hit here and there because he's uh, he's that guy. But uh, I just don't trust it. Um, I'd, I'd way rather have Keenan Allen out there, and that's probably the, the only guy I'd trust in that passing game this week. Um, uh, and then Graham's sit of the week was DK Metcalf, which he's obviously playing off the recent grossness that is DK Metcalf and the Seattle offense. So I think... I think there's a ton of wide receivers I would also start over DK this week. It's so disappointing because DK yeah. is so good. So good. Uh, my wide receiver sit on the week is Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, he has been a sit, if not drop, candidate for the last few weeks. Um, it's bad matchup. There's a lot of mouths to feed on Buffalo. Sanders was kind of becoming that, that safety blanket for Josh Allen, but I think it's just not happening anymore and it's not a week that you really want to put them in your lineup. So, all right, uh, let's go to the tight end starts of the week. I hated doing this. Absolutely hated doing this because I am such a giant Moali Cox fan. My tight end start of the week is Jack Doyle. I've wanted, I've been trying to like, I don't know, just if I, I figured if I dreamt hard enough, it would come true, but, uh, it, it's, it looks like it's going to be Jack Doyle, not Moali Cox and Indy. <laughs> So, yep. And uh, Graham actually, he, he told me last night too, he's, he's stealing my boy CJ Uzama as his tight end start of the week. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty good matchup for the tight end against LA. Um, I, I agree a hundred percent with this start. Yeah. I, I like, uh, I like CJ for a touchdown this week too. Um, mine's probably actually a little less bold than your guys is here. I went with Logan Thomas. Um, Obviously, looked super involved in the offense last week, and um, I think, like we talked about, lots of points in that matchup. So I think he's a very, very safe, safe play this week. Um, on the sit side, uh, I went with Jared Cook. Um, I Jared Cook just—he's too up and down with his involvement in the offense, and uh, he's pretty touchdown dependent. So I think he's a pretty safe sit for me this week. Um, and, uh, Graham went with Dawson Knox, who we had touched on earlier too. Really tough matchup against the Patriots. And, uh, I don't think it's a Dawson Knox week either. So I agree with him there. It's funny because we made fun of his, his very first start in Prescott, but he's been, he's been pretty solid with all of his other ones. Like I really like all of his other starting sets. Yeah. So. Agreed. Um, and mine is Tyler Higby because it's always Tyler Higby. It's it at tight end and I don't need to say any more than that um defensive starters of the week I chose Miami because it regardless of whether it's Daniel Jones or it's Mike Glennon Miami's defense this week is gonna probably be I I'm, I think they're either gonna be the top defense or the second the second best so and then Graham's is Indy and I think that is also a good start against Houston um Houston I, I mean, they turned the ball over, I think, a couple times against the Jets last week. Indy's defense is just, they are a turnover machine, so. 
Yeah, no, I agree with both those starts. Great, great starts. I went with the Chiefs this week. Uh, good matchup. They're playing. Uh, I think they're going to come out uh, pretty strong here, and I think they're um, they're not a great defense. I think they're in the low twenties on the year in most formats for where they stand on the year. But uh, I think they're going to. I think it's a big week, and and if you're going to pick the Chiefs defense, I think this is a good week to do it. Um, They've been improving a lot though, week by oh, week. Oh, so much better. That's why I think that they're. Yeah. they're uh, They've shown so much in the last little bit that I, th- I think they're going to finish the year strong and, and it's going to definitely continue right this week. Perfect. All right. Well, that does it for start sit for the week. Let's get into bold predictions. Um, let's uh, let's start with Graham just because he's not here. Um, and you know what? For, for the amount of grief we've given him for bold predictions the <laughs> last all the time, um, his bold prediction this week is actually bold. Very bold. He is saying that Detroit, the Detroit Lions, just in case anyone was getting confused, the Detroit Lions will have two top 15 receivers this week, whether it's Josh Reynolds, Khalif Raymond, or uh, Amon Ross A. Brown. Two of them are going to be in the top 15, apparently. You know what? I hope this one happens. It would be, that would be one of the bigger bold prediction calls probably ever. I think it beat. I, I think it would beat out my CJ Uzama call. Yeah, no, this would be huge. Khalif Raymond and Amon Ross St. Brown as uh, two top fifteen wide receivers would be pretty nuts. So but hey, hey, Josh Reynolds was the guy who Goff was targeting last week. So. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. And there's there's history there from LA. So yep. All right, I uh, I alluded to it la- on last night's show, but I do not like Alexander Madison. I know the one game that he had this year. Where he was filling when Cook was out, he was a very good running back. But it's he's just he disappoints constantly, in my opinion. And my my bold prediction is actually a negative bold prediction for the week. I think Alexander Madison is going to be outside the top twenty four running backs this week. Yeah, I um, I mean it could be the complete opposite. Could be yeah, he could, it could be, be a top ten running back for sure this week. So we'll see what he's got. Um, and because he's probably going to get the start for a few weeks here. But uh, I think it's um, at least two. At yeah, least two. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've I've got him one league, and I, I plan on rolling him for both those for those however many weeks. But uh, but I agree. I think I think the range of outcomes on this one's is pretty huge, so it could happen. Um, yeah, I don't think you're off there. Um, mine is uh, I went to the tight end position. Um, I don't know if this is just me hoping he's going to get it going again. Uh, based <laughs> this on is a personal, personal decision. Personal isn't it? ties to this uh, this one, but I said Mike Gesicki catches two touchdowns this week. Um, great matchup, so I hope uh, hope I'm right on that. Uh, I also picked Waddle to have a big day, so and I think Graham picked Gaskin to have a big day. So and um, I picked the Miami defense to have a big yeah, day. Like I think there's a lot of faith in Miami this week. So um, uh, you know what? It could happen. He's a super talented guy. They just haven't been targeting him quite as much, and he just hasn't been pulling him down. So maybe this will be his week. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I hope All right. So. All right. Well, that wraps the show up for tonight. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. We are also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so you can listen to us there. If you have any questions, you can email us at potbellypigskinfantasyfootball at gmail.com. All right. Well, good night, and hopefully everybody has a great football weekend. Yeah, enjoy the football, guys. Bye. Bye.